Football is back, and we'll begin by channeling our first half meltdown energy. But then we compose ourselves and make it a filthy Nathan Carter fanfic thirst podcast until the climax. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined, as always, by the guy who will not shut up about how he could have picked up a fourth and one, Kevin Grack. That's right. One of the benefits of being a slender man is that you can just slip through all of the gaps and just fall forward like a... Like one of those used car, like windsock things, just drape over the line and pick up the fourth and one. Or, you know, you could just hang out in the backfield for like what seems like a, a thousand years and then get stuffed. You know, what do I know? Football's a complicated sport, Michael. You it's are indeed over two yards sport. tall. So if yeah. you merely fell forward, it should work out. But that's not the point. Uh, I, but it's also. Or alternatively, the point. we could have. And given you the ball, you've still got some eligibility left, as I understand it. We could have just hoisted you over the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Either of these would have worked. Both of us could have picked up those first downs. I'm sure there's someone on the team who once did shot putting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could have shot put me over yep. the uh, over put the you in their little palm, their little hand, yep, yep. and just sort of spin you around a couple times and hoisted throw you me. over. Uh, well, uh, we of course want to thank everyone for listening. And if we could ask a small favor, please share the pod with Spartans in your life, rate review and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And of course, follow us on Twitter at Spartan underscore pod. Uh, you really leaned in on Twitter on that one. Like you, you seem to take just a particular glee out of saying it that time. Yeah. You know what? Fuck Elon. What can I say? Uh, (laughs) Uh, Greg, uh, we are going to have Matt Sheehan from Lockdown Spartans join us here shortly to head behind the green wall for folks who maybe are joining us. The green wall is, of course, where we uh, discuss all the goings on of Michigan State sports. Uh, Football almost always leads and indeed will carry the bulk of this week's segment. Uh, Then we're going to head off Grand River where we cover the wider world of sports. We've got some cool NIL conversation. We've also got conference realignment um some hokiness down in ann arbor and some tragedy to talk about before we move on to uh previewing the richmond spiders and then of course taking everybody's twitter questions uh if you want to participate next week we love new uh new questioners so you can uh tag us next week spartan underscore pod on twitter uh all right uh grek let's pull in some sheehan yeah let's all right, to start us off, let's head behind the green wall, and we are thrilled to have Matt Sheehan from Lockdown Spartans and uh, the SD4L show? Program. Yeah, yeah Program? SD4L show. We are back, yeah, uh, against all odds. We are done sewing all the hoodies and all the T-shirts uh, in the warehouse. We are back to being in front of a microphone and a webcam, so we, we are back on that. How many, like, properly middle-aged men are now wearing white, like arctic camo sd4l hoodies in 90 degree heat to to football game like how many at least one last week i saw at least one last week but that that was my concern too because like i got a t-shirt and a hoodie i'm very you know blessed to have this exclusive line of clothing it's awesome like they, they they do look great but i'm also very aware 
and how just lame of a person I am. So here it is, like all these athletes, you know, they look cool. The photo shoots of the dogs, the Dobermans and everything. And then it's, hey, <laughs> hey, guys, it's your favorite five foot nine podcaster here. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> SD4L, baby. Woo. So like, but with that said, like when, when it's just me, myself and I, like in the privacy of my own home, I'm, I'm walking around like, I look fucking dope right now. Like, <laughs> I, I, I look sick. <laughs> I'm sweating my ass off because it's also 95 degrees outside and this hoodie is thick, but like, whew. I'm popping off right now. You're walking yeah. through your house. Doberman's just in one of the yes. rooms. You walk in. You're like, this wasn't here before, but carton dogs for life, baby. That's how it works. But no, that is not lost with me. It's like, you know, I, like, I wonder if like me wearing this SD4L shirt diminishes the brand a little bit, but uh, whatever. <laughs> the, the money's going to the student athletes in the end. So it, it's, it's all good in the hood. Yeah. Here, here. So, I, yeah. I'm curious. When are we going to get a restock on some of that stuff? I understand that you went through it pretty quick. Oh, you know, if any, I, do you have any inside information on that? I don't even have inside information. This isn't a thing where it's like, oh, I know. I just can't say. Like, I, I got no idea. I, I know that it has been noticed almost immediately by um, the people that take care of that stuff with SD4L. But like, as soon as possible. Uh, how yeah. about that? Yeah, is that, is that good? All right, it's good. I, I mean, it's, it's a good, good sign that it sold out. That's good for for the for yeah. the coffers. Well, I, this wasn't on the outline, but Tuck needs uh, a little bit more NIL money. We are not really competing in the NIL space, uh, which I, I texted to our internal group chat at halftime. We just don't have the NIL to compete with Central. So it makes, makes sense. I get it. There's nothing that Tuck can do right now. We, do, we just don't have the infrastructure. He's on his own island yeah. <laughs> against Central with that with NIL. <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I went to go sell more hoodies at halftime, uh, right, right behind my seat in Section 16 to, to fire the troops up. Yeah. You were just like behind that, the guy selling popcorn. You that like, girl at the Northwestern game who was knitting. <laughs> she ends up <laughs> Yeah, I'm just being a thimble, just, just going to work, just trying to do anything we can to cover the spread against Central here in the second half. Yeah, well, it worked. Something you did worked. Uh, you know, we we annihiled a bunch of players into caring in the second yeah. half, catching now, passes. You know, I I sewed some SD4L receiver gloves in the second half, so we weren't dropping everything yeah, thrown to us. Yeah. That was great. Uh, but Malik evaluated yeah. those and said, nah. Nah. Still, still working on his gloves. Yeah, he has uh, very, very strict parameters about what he can and cannot wear in his hands, clearly. Particular uh, dude. Particular. Uh, apparently. Yeah. Hey, we won, though. You know, it's, it's all good. It's all we'll, good. We'll get to Malik in a second. Uh, so let's, let's, um, should we, should we just start on the first half for a second? And then we can talk about the good things after. Do we want to do offense, defense, special teams? How do we want to break this down? What sounds most interesting to you, Sheehan? Let's tell the story of the game. Let's just, okay. let's just take it from the, the opening scene into the credits. Um, why not? Yeah, yeah so uh, <laughs> it started yeah. high. Vibes were high. Mm. Sure. And then um, then there's a kickoff, and mm. Alante Brown appears to die. Vibes go south really <laughs> fast. And that, that was also like an hour-ish after it's been reported that Terry Roberts has just left the program. Like yes. a cornerback just, oh, okay, that because that always happens too. So just two great things happening before seven seconds of game time even were off the clock. So we're, we're ripping and roaring here. Yeah. Yeah, it was... So it was rough. We, they didn't replay really the hit in the stadium. Right. Jonesy, from the broadcast, you were seeing that like he was out. Oh yeah, he. I mean, he. Uh, yeah, he he got dropped good. It was 
you know, it was the hit and then the sort of like stumble for a second and then clocked just down. Um, I mean, it was encouraging him leaving the field. He did put the Mm -hmm. thumbs up. His, you know, his knee was uh, sort of bouncing. But again, uh, not a doctor, but like pretty clear signs of concussed. Uh, You don't make that that just sudden drop without it being something more meaningful. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but cleared, was cleared by cleared the medical return. staff, supposedly. And so important to special teams that he had to go right that's, back in. That's the thing. A special teams player against central guys. We can just take a, the rest of the game off for Mr. Yeah. Brown here. Um, make sure that he has his wits about him, all that good stuff. Again, I'm the furthest thing from a brain surgeon. I know that's going to shock a lot of people here. I don't know how a lot of things work in life, especially when it comes to health and wellness. But I do know a thing or two about optics. And good Christ. Like, <laughs> what? How? What? How? Like, I'm in section 16. I see Elante Brown. I'm like, that's weird. I thought he was the one that was carted off the field. Clearly, that was mm-hmm. someone else because it would be lunacy to have him back on the field. Like, what? 40 minutes later in real time? I, it's, I, it's I think Jack Ebling asked, asked this question of Tucker in the press conference if he'd ever seen that happen before. Tucker okay. couldn't come up with anything, but also he. Uh, also reminded everyone that it was late and he was tired several times. Um, I certainly can never remember such a thing happening that we have a player carted off the field, return and play that that has never. And then went back to not playing again, right? End of the game in street clothes. He had, he did the, he batted for the cycle of everything. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't. What's, What's wild though, is that Tyrell Henry was doing great on kick return. It's not like Alante Brown needed to be there. There are other people surely on the team who can return a kick or stand back there with Tyrell Henry. Like didn't, didn't need to happen. No, it, it was, it was a lot for, yeah, very minimal payoff. Alante Brown, fine player. Yeah. I think he's going to have a good season here. If he could see straight, I don't, I don't even know if that's yeah. clear. Like, and it's weird. It's like, Hey, uh, after the game, he's like, I'm fine. Thanks for your praise. See you Saturday. It's like, uh, which Saturday I would not mind. Uh, we'll just take a little week off here. Like, maybe I'm just being a little reactionary. Maybe I'm just being too, uh, soft in my ways right here, but God, knowing everything that we know just from armchair quarterbacking about concussions. Yeah. I don't know, man. Guy kind of blacks out, puts both his hands up just uh, involuntarily and falls to the ground and is carted off. You know what? Maybe I am soft. Maybe that's just a me problem. But I think that maybe you just say, hey, hang yeah, on think, the couch over there in our new players lounge for the rest of the game. Yeah, I yeah. think once you get carted off the field, I think probably you should be done. Okay, that central good rule of thumb. Yeah. That looks like a rule that should be stated somewhere and written that people yes. would read and be like, of course, why do we have to <laughs> write this rule? And we'll call that the Alante rule, basically, yes. from here on. Yes. Out. I worry that it's going to come up again. Uh, the So uh, things went from bad to not great, I guess. Uh, vibes didn't come up, but certainly didn't get worse than that. Um, the we'll say, let's pocket Noah Kim for a second. Uh, Cause the, uh, yeah, who wants to talk about that? The, <laughs> why would we the, talk about the, brand new starting quarterback actually we'll say some nice things nathan carter looks great yes. out the mm-hmm. gate mm-hmm. immediately rips one off for what uh 25 31 something like that uh, felt very canine 
And then his not taking it to the house was a nice reminder that we'll never get another K9 again. Mm -hmm. There will be other good players. This is clearly one of them. Thrilled to have Nate Carter, uh, but not quite, not quite as electric. K9 would have taken that thing all the way. Oh, six. yeah. yeah. Uh, it, Carter did have the, uh, I think, something that was underrated about K9, because we, we all remember the incredible runs he had. But what we lose is the um, to not burger it up, which is to say <laughs> that he will get two yards when there are zero. Uh, and Carter has that. Carter has that ability to get something, just something, uh, when there's nothing there. So burger it up is so mean. (laughs) Yeah. Do do you remember Jonesy before we were going to talk about how we would hide criticisms of individual players in that, in the, in the burger of, you know, (laughs) the toppings and bun of nice things, you know, he's a, I I will will say man, you know, Jalen can catch a ball out of the backfield. Yeah. Great. Leading receiver. As far as catches go, at least let's go. This is all the fixings, the toppings. Jalen Jalen has some real talent out of the backfield when catching the ball. Where's um, gloves? Yep. Where <laughs> clutch. Uh, but I think there were like five negative plays that we had in the first half, and all of them were Jalen Berger. Okay, well, when you put it like that, <laughs> I think. Hmm. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, uh, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so, uh, that wasn't it. Carter was great. Berger, uh, showed some, some good stuff out of the backfield. Um, other things from the first half though, I, it was real easy. The memes came out right against Kim. Uh, I, I think there was one that I saw someone did that was the Scooby-Doo pulling the mask off and it was uh-huh. Jonathan Kim to Andrew Maxwell. Um, but, uh, Kim had a lot of drops. Yeah. Uh, like that first half stat line looks a lot different pre two minute drill. If Malik Carr catches a ball. Right. And, and, and unfortunately, Mr. Reliable Trey Mosley, I think he had a first half drop as well. And that honestly almost moved me to tears because I I love Trey more than I love a lot of family members. Um, I, I, I think the world of that kid, but yeah, tough start, especially. And it, you know, it doesn't help the optics either. Or like, you know, the fans starting to rah, rah, yawn is that he also started the game one of five passing on third downs too. So it's like, all right, big play here. Let's move the sticks. Was able to just do it once out of the five times. So whether it was his fault wasn't, I th- there was a pretty healthy mixture in the first half. Not ideal. And I, I that sent me into a, I, I'm ashamed of how I reacted. I, that sent me into a spiral in, in section 16 because I'm like, where the F is Hauser? Like I, I've seen enough done over. I, and that's, after I spent the whole week saying, like, I'm not going to real react what happens to the quarterbacks. Like, no, I, I almost had a meltdown like a seven-year-old uh, not getting his Happy Meal toy that he wanted uh, in Section 16. But that that, that, was, that was remedied quick. Is it both Sorry. beer and Happy Meals that are coming to Spartan Stadium? It is, yes. Yeah, you get a little finger skateboard when you buy one of the bad line. It's, it's beautiful. All right. Oh, yeah. You get the little pretty good. toy. Uh, nice little Vuvuzela when you buy two of yeah. In, in fairness, yeah. Sheehan, I do believe, and I we should fact check this, but he began, okay. Noah Kim began, began his starting career one for five for negative two yards. Now, things improved from there, but there was a moment where it looked bleak. 
Not good numbers. Again, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. No. Not a big. I don't understand numbers or addition. You're not a neurologist. You're not a no. data scientist. But it I doesn't. Just, right. Doesn't look I just good. read FanDuel ad reads five days a week mm-hmm. on Lockdown Spartans. That's like really all I'm somewhat good at. Uh, but I do know that one of five negative two passing. Um, not going to get it done. Tough to win games no. that way. Uh, a little bit. Unless you're Indiana last year at Spartan Stadium, but I digress. We, we moved on to <laughs> this season, 2023. It's fine. It's all up from here. Um, but yeah. Uh, the, I, 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 sorry, sorry. No, no. I was going to say, I, I think some of that, though, we should point to Jay Johnson. Because I don't know how it looked to you all uh, there. And, and admittedly, at that point in time, I think I felt a vein pulsing on my head. I yeah, was furious. Right. But yeah. it felt like the difference between the two-minute drill where Kim started to really excel. Mm-hmm. And then everything else was that he was constantly being asked to hit dudes far side of the field on an out route, I which agree. is for folks who maybe don't know it, like from one hash mark in the college uh, game to the out of bounds mark is I think 25 yards. It is not a small throw and then, or a short throw rather. And because your receiver is not going vertically, their ability to speed up and slow down to match the ball is much more diminished. Like there is a spot, you have to throw it there and there's a lot less room for error. Um, And so I think he was being asked to make incredibly challenging throws at the beginning of the game as well, which is kind of on Jay Johnson. I agree, and he wasn't missing them by all too much. I mean, there there were some that you know he aired a couple just, out a little bit. Yeah, yeah and that's every quarterback in college. But there were some where it was like, okay, he was only a beat off there. But just like you said, when that turns in to a thirty-three yard throw, basically when you only need four yards, like, uh, oh, okay, yeah, right. I, I can see how we could point to the OC for that one uh, a little bit here. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of you know validity behind that for sure. Can, can we continue to talk about the offense and talk about fourth and ones? Because there was one in this part okay. of the game. All right, let's start getting angry. Let's do. Okay. I can't believe how set. Oh, hmm. I'm gonna start screaming after a, a win on Friday. This is grab that fireball behind you, buddy. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> just spin the top on that thing and just let her rip. Because that moment, that was the darkest moment. The the first fourth and one that we didn't convert was for me like do I collect my things and go home at this point? <laughs> do I start filling up my fall calendar weekends with just things to do that aren't this team? Um, because that was truly awful. Uh, and one of the things, Jonesy, that we pointed out last week, if the line can't get one yard, and it wasn't entirely the line, but if you can't convert in those situations, it doesn't bode well. No. And I, I'm going to try to do this column. <clears throat> I understand that Jaron Mangum was brought here for short yardage situations. You know, that's, that's what he does. The guy's like, what is he? Eight foot seven, 600 pounds, all muscle. He, he's, he's a bull. It, it shouldn't have to come down from your transfer running back from the university of South Florida to get fourth and ones converted against central Michigan twice guys. Like the first time I saw it, I was like, okay, that's, that's very annoying. We're going to let that one slide though. Maybe something weird happened. And then the second one happened. Oh, uh, uh, I was almost banned from Spartan stadium permanently. Uh, after the second <laughs> one happened, it was not a good scene. And then, and then I, after I, I simmered down after like three minutes of just completely losing my mind, I'm like maybe the replay will make it look different. 
And then I go to the DVR at home. I watch the replay. Against all odds, it looked even worse on television than it did. Oh, yeah. (laughs) How is that even possible? But yeah, I mean. The mesh point on Kim, Kim DeCarter was like, I mean, it looked like, you know how Wake Forest runs that thing where they like mesh point forever? It was, it was the opposite of that. It was just Kim holding the ball there (laughs) forever. I, it baffled. Uh, and and I know there's a lot of people who um, have pointed out that the stats suggest that the difference between shotgun and under center uh, is negligible. Uh, here's my pushback. Don't care. Those, those stats, I believe, all come, the ones I've seen anyway, come from the NFL. An mm-hmm. NFL team, we are not. Correct. Like, <laughs> in, the, in the same way that I think, you know, people will make the argument that the four three is a superior defensive alignment because that's what a lot of kids play in high school. So you don't just you just don't need to be as sophisticated to play it. Uh, you could make the same argument about a QB sneak. It is everyone, in the famous words of Mark D'Antonio, heave uh, and and just get get your yard that easy that easy or just snap it directly to the back or something. Like, wildcat it, wildcat it. Sure, honestly. I can't believe I'm begging for the wildcat, but yeah, after what we've seen the last few years, like I am begging for the wildcat now, just something different. That's not the same shenanigans that we've even seen on fourth and one that has plagued this team or I, you know, football is very complex. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things you have to consider. I, it it is just as easy as just doing what the Philadelphia Eagles do. Snap it to the quarterback, have two guys behind him and just push forward Eve. and yeah you know i, I got <laughs> noah kim isn't the build the biggest guy in the world kate hauser is though like have Brought him out. i know i know this Brought is so out. demeaning i know i know this is so demeaning but until he enters the transfer portal at least get him out there in fourth and one have evan morris and malik Carr behind him you're getting at least eight yards with, with those three guys uh pushing the line I, you don't need to do the whole bring jalen sammy out there have him why play. not why not it would be a great this time oh my god we're getting 12 yards of carry on that with Jalen Sami behind the quarterback, but it's, it is bang your head against the wall territory. And well, I would love to hear what the coach would have to say about it, but again, it, 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 was, oh. it was late. We were sleepy. Yeah. Uh, maybe someday we'll get Jay Johnson for media availability and he'll go through how complicated all of <laughs> well, right. That's, that's the thing. It, he will serve that lineup and it's like, bro, this isn't complicated. This is the one place that I can say, I know as much as you do. You, it, it is eleven dudes on eleven dudes, and you needed to get one yard. Uh, let's let's shift sides of the ball, though, because maybe as much as things didn't change on offense, Sheehan, vibe check. How are we feeling about the defense? They they did prove everything that they could be in the smallest sample size possible. It is not lost with me that it is Central Michigan, and that's a team that. Really had shoddy offensive line play last year. Lou Nichols is long gone. I, I came into the game questioning how Central was even going to move the ball, both on well, just who they are. You know, they're between two quarterbacks. They lost a big running back last year, yada, yada, yada. And then just how strong, hey, Michigan State is. Because on that fourth end goal at the, I believe it was the five-yard line, let's call it. Yep, that sounds I, right. Simeon, Simeon Barrow, like that, that just perfectly told the story of what we can expect from him this year. I, did you I, listen just, to the broadcast when you watched the DVR, by the way? I did not actually. No, I'm oh, sorry. I had some tunes going on, uh, smartly enough. Yeah. So, uh, no. just uh, rage Brando, against the <laughs> right. 
Brando kept co- uh, comparing their quarterback to Jaden Daniels, uh, who maybe is lives Bad now, maybe Jayden doesn't, Daniels? maybe lives, maybe yeah. doesn't. Oh, he invoked the ASU game multiple times. So that's, he's was, unfair. Okay, did he do that fair. intentionally to just troll MSU football fans that were at that Why? game four and, years and ago? That play that you were you were talking about, they kept promising that there was an open wide receiver and that the turf monster got him. And I'm like, no, it was Simeon Barrow who was breathing in his face. Maybe Simeon fight. Barrow is the turf monster. He's just the <laughs> yes. entire Spartan Stadium turf and he yes. reaches up and he brings down dudes. Yeah. I can believe uh, it. They, they, yeah, the broadcast, uh, we'll get to it maybe at the end, but it was not great. They, they came after Tucker's contract. Like they had a whole custom graphics package on it. Uh, this was wow. Tim Brando and Simeon Solomon, 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 Solomon. <laughs> not great. Not great. Eh, well, the FS one broadcast, man. I mean, yeah. they're not sending their best. It doesn't seem like, uh, D, so I, I think the the bird Emanuel, I will say he got away quite a few times, uh, was flushed out. So you hope that maybe you play a quarterback that's less mobile oftentimes going forward. Well, we won't next week. That's a little foreshadow for against oh. the Richmond Spiders. Anyway, are they, continue. Are they, are they spidery? They're, they're a spidery bunch down there. No, they seem awful, if you can believe it. <laughs> but anyway, good. continue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Bert, Bert seemed a little slippery and it felt like we got better at, at playing our lanes later in the game. So you can chalk that up to maybe, uh, some of the rust, the improvement week one to week two that everyone says you can count on. Mm -hmm. Um, the tackling at times didn't seem fantastic. I think that was more of a first half thing than a second half thing. There were some nice hits in the second half that I was like, okay, that's, we're, we're doing a football now. There's one yeah. or two footballs out here. Uh, but in the first half, there were some concerning hits. But as has been pointed out, you know, these guys were very low contact during uh, yeah. during the, the summer camp. So you you kind of got to get into game shape, particularly in the, you know, secondary doing those types of open field tackles. Yeah, and I think we got largely got everyone to the show. Yeah. And then uh, for the most part, didn't lose anyone during the game. So. For the most part, that's that's something we yeah. can celebrate. As I understand it, people are saying Elante Brown. Yeah. Fine, he's totally and he fine. Was fine. He was actually great after he got carted off. He, he was amazing. He got, he got into better. street clothes because he was so confident that he didn't. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's ten seven and a half time. It's curtains, guys. You don't need me anymore. I've I've done my job here. <laughs> Sayonara. Um, I I was wondering if that was dumb sports guy brain take of like. All right, less contact in the offseason. That's fine. Keep the guys healthy, which you know, clearly went well with Stanton Rommel as he's out for the season with a knee injury. Anyway, I digress. Like, less hitting and all that good stuff. I, I Like, I thought in the back of my head, like, is that going to screw up tackling for the first few weeks here? And, like, the first half did did nothing to say that. No, you don't have to worry about that whatsoever. Right. It looks- the second half, like you said, guys, like, that was encouraging, uh, at, at least. If not for nothing else, like, that was that was nice. Yeah, and some of the, the young dudes in the secondary appear to like to hit. Uh, yes. Which is Dylan Tatum, some great hits. Um, Luke mm-hmm. Spencer, did he end with nine tackles, I think? He was active. He was at yeah. a lot of plays. Um, yeah, and they're also, like, built to absorb hits. It's not like a Chuck Brantley situation his freshman year when he is, like, trying to absolutely kill everyone, but he's also 
you know, five, 10, 110 pounds, like it just cracks mm-hmm. in half whenever he lays a, a hit on someone like these guys are actually looking like they can absorb the blows they are given to people, which uh, for, for me, uh, a big health guy uh, when it comes to Michigan state football this year, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Confirmed Malik Spencer, nine tackles. Look at you. Perfect. Nice. Look at you. But Malik Look Spencer, it. didn't he also have the unsportsmanlike? We're con- we're going to say nice things about people. When oh, we're doing that. We're building the the nice. We do all the nice things, and then we get to the. Yeah, I, I guess. Ahead. We, yeah, no, no, no. We we can we can intersperse this because I, well, there's someone else we got to say something about. Uh, so, uh, folks, for those um, who don't know, you, you certainly work with this person that you have to say. You say a lot of really nice things about them before you get to your point because they are so nice and so wonderful. But Malik also, Spencer, you know, there's elements that you don't particularly appreciate about them as yeah. well. But you've got to, you've got to build the tapestry around that before you can. You got, you got, you got a context. Malik Spencer, uh, I think wants to. Did I? I believe I saw an interview that he wants to be a household name. Nine tackles in his, maybe not debut is. He started at least one game last year, I think. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, a starter for at least one. Oh, God. Maybe really four? But it, either way. He played last year. A player last year, yeah. Yeah. Uh, game Clearly played s- one. Oh, five. Five game played. Oh, Burnley oh, Redshirt. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, either way, this is like his. He's now kind of taken the spot, right? Um, yeah. Clearly, it didn't seem to shy away from the moment, except one time there was a growth moment uh, and it was a, uh, a successful third down stop that would have led central to kick a field goal that maybe would have gone in, maybe wouldn't have, but Malik Spencer got a 15 yard unsportsmanlike conduct penalty that um, led to the chips uh, getting their points. Um, and that was, that was frustrating. It was very frustrating. When that happened, I, I did not scream. I, I did not punch the air. I did not kick the seat in front of me. I, I did not throw the toddler that was next to me into the section over. I, 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 I calmly said to my friend, there's one team in the nation that is capable of doing that. And it is, <laughs> unfortunately for us on, on this fine evening, the Michigan State Spartans. Cause and like, it's the oh, one that I've chosen to it, come. It's unfortunately on. the one that I tie my mental and emotional state on. It's the one um, that I spend hours each week talking into a, yep. a webcam and a microphone about. Yep. Yeah, this is this the it's the team that I left my 36 week pregnant wife uh, to go see play against a group of five opponents. Um your Michigan State Spartans, uh, of course, like it's just dumb bullshit like that, man. It's and of course, you know, I, I saw one player, I forgot who the player was, but like I saw them do the chops thing. I was like, I am going to walk on that field and um, get fully unclothed, be stark naked when I completely become unglued here and just make a scene of myself. Um, is it not? Doesn't that not seem repetitive of some things that we've seen last year? I know that I'm like really throwing a lot on one guy's shoulders with you know, J- Jared Horst. He, he he fancied himself a nice 15 <laughs> right. yard penalty, but it's just not even unsportsmanlike penalties or 15 yard. It's just like horribly untimely penalties yep. just popping up. And again, it, it did it did not hurt Michigan State in the end. It was all fine, but it's like wow, that's nice. More of the same. This doesn't feel like Game One of 2023. This just feels like Game 13 of 2022 uh, with did. with bullshit like that. So thank you guys. God, I'm fine. It's over. No, but that's I, I think it's a really good framing, though. Did it, did you leave this game feeling like this was game 13 or did you leave this game saying, 
maybe it's a new year, new you? That's a really good question because it, it wasn't just that. There was the back-to-back face mask and penalties as well. And this wasn't a penalty, but it was just something so stupid. It's like, how, how does stuff like this keep happening to Michigan State? There's a great punt, and it is just sitting at the five-yard line. And it gets belted and through. Like the they're on the a slip and slide. They, they, they boot it out of the back of the end zone. It's like, how is it even possible to screw that up that yeah. badly, too? It's like, okay, I, I know Mel Tucker isn't the guy that's running down on the punt and then doing the kicking of the ball himself. I know he's not grabbing the face mask himself, but, like, oh, man, like, you're for this, right? And I feel right. like we say this a lot, especially after lesser opponents. Like, hey, you're not going to get away with this against every team, but, like, you really aren't. And For, for us, you're not even going to get away with this against Indiana. So no, clear, like quite literally or not, you yeah, can leave out Penn state or Washington. Right. Like you, those are givens. Like yeah. this team does not have that size, a margin of error. And no. in that way, it is a continuation, I think of 2012, but right. I, I think we can start a rising action here. I think we can start focusing on the good things. I love that. I would say for me, this was a turning of, of the page type game. I was able to kind of put by the end of the game, I was able to kind of put 2022 away and start looking forward to 2023. I, I'm not saying that the outcome is going to be that significantly different in terms of wins mm-hmm. and losses from last year, but in terms of how I felt about this program, we turn that page at halftime in this game, I think. Yeah, the, the, the positives, I mean, Nathan Carter's obviously one. It's like, all right, great. We have a running back that we can feel pretty good about the, the rest of, you know, the season. Knock on wood, right. barring any injury, yeah. of course. That's all knock but, on wood. Everyone, every listener, find something. Please, touch at least it. one parcible of wood. Yeah, that'd be great. And just, like, the the fact that the defensive line backed up everything that we thought they could be already in, in one game. Again, we won't know what, what they truly are, I guess, until the end of September. But at that point, that's four or five games. But it, quick knee-jerk reaction yeah okay that that's actually a bonafide strength that can be a top i don't know four unit in the big 10 which is really saying something there's some pretty good defensive lines here Mm -hmm. in this conference but i yeah and then also too just to bring it back to the quarterback play kim started really slow i i thought from the two minute drill on i i thought he was superb actually like he was really locked in you know it, it wasn't so much of like oh man okay let's let's make sure we start right i'm a little nervous about getting all the fans on my side once Central had those points, it was like, oh, shit, well, okay, we got a game to win. And I think, like, something happened where his focus went to, like, okay, uh, let's just make sure everyone in the stadium's happy to, like, okay, I'm back to playing football and I'm back to being this gamer that that I am. So I, that, that can be complete foolish, but that's how I speculate around you it. Gotta, that, you got to wonder if Malik yeah. Carr caught that pass, if that mm-hmm. would have flipped the switch for Kim. Or, like, couldn't hurt. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like... I mean, at least he would have been two for five with uh, a boatload of yards at that point in time. Not negative yards. (laughs) No, (laughs) we're we're in the black. Yeah, that that, that would have been nice to to get out of the red and on the positive of the chart, man. Um, But I I was really encouraged with what I saw from Kim. Despite my my, uh, immaturity and lashing out in the first quarter when we're not converting. We were all there. it was it was a rough scene uh, all around, and then Central yeah takes a seven three lead. Uh, which by the way, let's talk about that three just really quick. Jonathan Kim's field goal, I, I almost fainted. Yes, I, guys, when's the last time we saw a field goal not just made you know from a long distance, but just end over end 
you know, not Perfect. wobbling like a knuckleball. Like, oh, Perfect. it was it was beautiful. Even if it missed, it was like, you know, at least it looks good. When <laughs> that, that, that's, that's how low it is. <laughs> when that went through, I did like a sitting up in my seat. I did like a, <laughs> oh my, oh my. Do oh. we have something here? <laughs> oh my. Was that it good might, from 54? What? It might be... <laughs> It might be a three-point lead, but I'll be right now, Mr. Kim. Come on. <laughs> Guys, if you, if you had to pick for the rest of the season, we were only allowed to have one Kim. Which Kim would it be? Whoa. Oh. Uh, if, if Hauser's one pass wasn't as bad as it possibly could have been. <laughs> and took a nine-yard sack as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take no. I'll take. Oh God, no, no, no. Oh, I think. I think oh, you got to. I think you got to take John. I think you have to take Jonathan. I don't know, man. That's a really good question. Actually, I can't. I can't believe that. Okay. Uh, oh, there can only uh, be Jonathan, one. Jonathan. 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 Wow. Jonathan. All right. I, we also. I we got to shout out uh, Ryan Eckley, the punter who's taking over for Bryce Berenger, who was yeah. is a redshirt freshman. Uh, was good. Like I'm not yeah. saying Bryce Berenger, but was good. Uh, right. He averaged. Uh, it was 44, I believe. Yeah, yeah, with a long of 47. Should have been pinned inside the five. Yeah, should have had two in within the 20. Like was good. Michael O'Shaughnessy got out there for two punts himself, which. Wild that both Rusneck and O'Shaughnessy got out there. Uh, like, yeah, I don't... is O'Shaughnessy like a like a shorter punt specialist or something? I I don't know. He I'm was on Friday, but I'm not sure by on on purpose. If that's like I, a I, formal I, role for him, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. I was you know I got I was very nervous seeing Rusneck out there because like oh great Kim's already hurt. Like I'm just yeah. so I'm just so on edge from last year with injuries that like if anything even just seems somewhat weird on the field as far as like personnel goes, I think oh they're dead. Great, Here's awesome. It's over. It's yeah, his right. leg blew up on a mine uh, somewhere in the locker room that they didn't uh, detect when they were constructing the stadium. <laughs> awesome, that great. Yep, anti-personnel mines. Yep. I mean, I, God, I wouldn't. I would not doubt it, man. Um, it's a real shame that that caught him and not Rossell's. But the uh, <laughs> well, guys, I have this in the outline. Special teams, special teams was a plus uh, plus category, and not just punting. Field goal kicking, returning was pretty solid. What what's happening with our Rossell's voodoo dolls right now? Are they still getting pins? Like, what do we think about this? Well, we got to do Scotty after that then too. Because I I think if you're grading if you're grading coordinators, Jay is at the bottom, right? Correct. It was a, it was a tough Friday night for Jay. I think, yeah, thirty one points. Uh, who who cares? Uh, yeah, tough, tough. Yeah, uh, I don't want to give Russell's credit. It's, I can't. I know it's That's like also sent Alante Brown back out there, so no, he gets that is going to knock you down at least fifty points for that one. Um, no, I'm going to say this: Tyrell Henry, God given talent, and that. It has nothing to do with coaching. Um, but no, yeah, Ty, Tyrell, I'm very high on, man. Like, with, with his vision, his agility, like, I, I think he is – he has a great knack for returning. So, I know he didn't break, like, any big ones, but, like, you, you he see – He will. You see, the he, bones you know he's going returner. to. Yeah, definitely, definitely. 
Uh, he also he he returned a punt that he had no business returning at one point in time. He yeah he hates fair catching, which yeah. I can't tell if I like or not. But uh, hey, until he what's the opposite? Of Brandon Sowards? Oh. It's Tyrone. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, uh, poor Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, I guess the um, the only other thing that maybe is worth chatting about, uh, we covered, I think, most of the screw-ups. Uh, let's let's say some nice things about Malik Carr, because I, I do want to revisit Malik Carr on a couple there you go. things. There's your thing. Pl- played on the family AAU team, great basketball mixtape. Um, I've, I've heard went to Peach Jam, which I think is a big deal. Yeah. Um, uh, Ted Gilmer seems to be high on him this year. It was a very good touchdown catch. And, and uh, Jalen Berger's touchdown run. Very nice block on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, let's talk about the blocking then, uh, because okay. I've been, I, I had heard. Listeners, now this is the other side. This is what we've been building up to this. I, okay. I heard now, Car uh, worked on Car family blocking. turned this down. Yeah, mm-hmm. please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Nathan Carter gets thrown a screen, I think, in the second quarter. People won't necessarily remember this because we didn't score any points on it. But Malik Carr, for those watching at home, might have seen, actively watched Nathan Carter run by him. It's like when you go to like a t-ball game with four-year-olds and they're just like <laughs> oh, picking no. at daisies in the field. Malik Carr was is actually sitting down 30 yards behind the play at scrimmage, just like looking for a four leaf clover or something and, like and that. And you'll never guess that the, uh, so, uh, car, this is Carter's one catch, uh, which was, uh, for 21 yards. And you'll never guess the person who tackled Nate Carter was low. The person that if Malik Carr had just bothered to try, huh. he would have blocked. Like low. we're talking another 10, 15, maybe touchdown yards. <sighs> If Malik Carr just tried, Malik Carr, um, he did play for uh, MSU Spartans in basketball. Uh, that did. was really great. Um, he did. Yeah, this um, is the other side. This is a rising motion. We're we're yep. completing yep. all the next things uh, to say his, about Malik. Carr. His family uh, has great athletic lineage. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And then there's that time that the ball literally hit him in the helmet instead of him catching it. Um, <laughs> so that's tough it's embarrassing and we feel bad for him for that Kim actually had some nice throws like so uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry i I seem to get this off my chest before my heart explodes um kim missed car on a throw and my reaction was how the how the hell how do you miss that guy do you miss six foot eight he takes up half the field how do you miss how how is it even physically possible as a scholarship quarterback at any university to miss a guy that big but then I saw the replay after the game and I was like, Oh, silly, silly Noah Kim. You thought he was going to run out of that route and not just go for a gingerly stroll, <laughs> not just have break it out of his route. Like, he, like <laughs> it's just like he ran a 40 time of 13.8 seconds on that route. It's like, Oh, that's how you miss him because you think he's going to be running or at least jogging at the very least. And negative <laughs> that's no. not what happened so sorry to uh noah kim for um screaming at you after you you missed him that was uh misguided misguided i'm sorry i think if malik God. wants to make the lead like it's clear i mean that catch was great it, and i would say that the malik car awesome catch. catch yeah i don't no think was, it was great i don't even think that was a particularly well thrown ball 
like I think it was off to the side, like uh, is as impressive as the Tyrell Henry catch was. Like there are some things about the car catch that were even more difficult. But like if he wants to make it in the league, you can't take plays off like that. No. And and we and, and our team in particular cannot afford for him to take plays off the way he did. Yeah, when he is basically the only scholarship uh, tight end, I think at this point, like, <laughs> is there anyone else doing anything? That's not a project. Everyone else is a project. Everyone else is a project. Um, can we talk about the rest of the wide receivers? Because I thought in the second half, yeah. the wide receivers they went from a big question mark for me as a as a unit to we might have a stew here going. Like, I have I have to ask you guys were in the stadium. Yeah, Christian Fitzpatrick, that mm. that big catch, yeah, where he got caught from behind. Yeah, that was a is, bit of a surprise to me. Is I he thought, slow? Is I, he? Did he appear slow in the stadium? Because I watched him. Like, how did that happen? I expected him to have that line against a Mac safety. I expected him to be able to take that thing to the house, and uh, he didn't. Yeah, I think <laughs> he got like within like 15 yards of the, yeah. of the house. I just, I I had to know how it looked because you, you know, on the camera, you don't have the full perspective of the pe- the field. And so I didn't know if there was, there was traffic down on the other end that he couldn't keep that line to the corner. Um, I didn't see him get tackled because I turned around to high five the person behind me. That was premature. <laughs> just and, that and was in, sec- in section premature. 16. Uh, yeah. In section 16, <laughs> when you turn around, you see the big scoreboard and, I was like, oh, shit, there's someone like two steps behind him. <laughs> and, then, and then he got tackled. So here I look at the score behind me like, hi, did he trip? <laughs> did, did, what did, happened? Did he, How did, did he lose his footing? Like, what, what happened here? But okay, I guess first move the chains, I guess. Let's go green. What? He so, is, yeah, that was he a surprise. He is 6'4". So Big body, great target. Yeah, good season athletic, coming from New yeah. athletic profile requires yes. of, a, yeah. of a Tucker team. Yeah. Um, but that was not an impressive run. I do love the receivers, though, man. Like, uh, Jerron Glover, like, there have been some whispers or shouts out of the football building this fall and spring. Like, hey, Jerron Glover, redshirt freshman, he's he's really having moments in practice. And obviously, you don't see it until that final two-minute drill when it was, if I'm not mistaken, three catches in a row. It's like, oh, 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 oh yeah. Now I'm seeing the vision here. This is what I'm talking about. And mm-hmm. Tyrell, who I thought was going to be a fine returner for this team, I really thought he was going to be a good returner, like, not not just that apparently because I, I don't care if you're playing against uh, Dearborn Fordson or Georgia like that catch you made in the end zone, Jesus man, like yeah. that's yeah that's unbelievable. So well, that's your twenty four seven sports fifty second best player out of Florida for last year. So bang, let's go. Too bad. Let's go. I'm surprised. I'm trying to remember why Antonio Gates because he shows up on the box score despite being. Ofer. Um that surprises me. Yeah. You went club trill in this game, but still showed up. I I feel like he got a target and maybe the play was called back for some reason. I'm I'm trying to remember now, but um I, I'm curious because his name didn't really get called on the broadcast. Did was he noticeable in in no. person? No. I would be lying if I said that, like, yeah, I, saw, I remember him on the field. That, that, that would be a lie if I said that. This um, is wide receiver number seven. That's a no for me. I do not recall <laughs> wide receiver number seven doing much of anything. But Trey Mosley, but besides that drop, yeah, ran some great routes, had a few great catches. Did Trey Mosley Henry, things. You know, 
um Montori Foster yeah. made an appearance. I this oh this Montori was a Foster. big concern for me that now I'm feeling like okay about now. Continue. Mm-hmm. I, I I also think with this group you've got to hope there's growth. Like it didn't feel like this was necessarily a group that has the drops uh in the way that I think Maxwell had a group that had the drops. Um this felt like they maybe um maybe were a little puckered up at the beginning of the game and and got a little bit more relaxed. Uh there are some catches you you hope that they make in the future, like Malik Carr. Uh on the Hail Mary, Montori Foster was literally hit in the numbers. Um <laughs> like I appreciate that there's like three dudes around him, but you hope when it the ball literally hits you <laughs> in the numbers that you make that catch next time. Uh I'm not I'm not mad. I'm just saying. We're just saying. Yeah. Observation. Yeah, uh, it's a Hail Mary, so you never expect it. Um, a lot of action. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Christian Fitzpatrick, maybe he works on his 40 time. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But there's there's a lot to like here. A lot to be excited about. Yeah, I think so. I think Keon Coleman left because he knew that his starting job was up for grabs. I think that's, that's what like, it that's, is. That's yeah. Keon Coleman couldn't handle the smoke coming from Jerron yeah. Glover. That saw Glover cross the field and said, is. "Nope, I, no, no oh, shot. Wow. I'm seeing the field of this cat's out here. So, I'm yeah. out. <laughs> Way out of here. I'm yeah. out. Yeah. Did, how did that Peyton out for Thorne a mile do, away? By the way, I have not checked in. He okay. So I saw a box score on Twitter. It was something like ten of seventeen, hundred twenty yards, and like one touchdown. Which in a game where I think they had fifty something points, fascinating, I guess. But yeah. I, I, I and I did hear that he was splitting time with Robbie Ashford as well. Uh, Whoa, that I, oh, is. I know. I was, and I'm not was, doing a bit where like I watched every minute of the game and like I'm just acting. Oh, I don't really care. Like no, I I, I truly was just like following on whatever tweet popped up in my timeline. But like that's that's my side of it. Is a diehard Michigan State fan following what is retweeted onto my timeline. So yeah. crazy enough, not a lot of people were retweeting Peyton Thorne highlights on my feed for some reason, if there were any. So oh pretty, it looks pretty Robbie scientific. had six attempts. Okay. So okay. Okay. That that but that's Robbie did end with yeah. a higher QBR than Peyton. Well, well QBR. Well, well noted bad. perfect uh statistical rating. You know, yeah with his point his, everything Robbie Ashford averaged 0.5 yards per per completion. So um <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Well hmm. yeah only one Shit. passing touchdown in a 55 yard or 55 point win. That's so Ashford didn't have any passing touchdown. Okay. That's just Yeah like, no it, okay. it, it yeah okay. the other two quarterbacks had eight attempts between them uh and Thorne had 17. So it was Thorne but still Got it. One touchdown in a 55-point win? It's almost impressive. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Good offensive line over there, Oliver. Ground and pound. That's just yeah. sucking you. That's just I think like a lot, lot of running game in that game. Yeah, um, so bring it back to guys that, that play for MSU. Let's stick with hmm. the quarterback. Should we tinfoil hat? Was it actually much of a competition between Kim and Hauser, do we think? Do we take yeah, you're, Tucker? You're maybe closer. Uh, have you heard through the SD4L pipeline? I've heard from many pipelines. That, that's the thing. It's like I, I heard what because I talked about this on, you know, Locked on Spartans. And it's like I, I really, truly thought that this was going to be close because of everything that I've heard. And someone's like, oh, well, you you hear from the wrong person. It's like I, I heard from a lot of people like like th- this was 
whatever number is higher than quadruple source. Like, like, no, it is really that close. The scrimmages are going back and forth between who is better and, you know, who's performing well at practice, yada, yada, yada. I mean, that's half the reason why I thought that both guys were going to get snaps in the first half. And the other half was just for the fact that, hey, here's Kim. He's a D'Antonio kid. And then, oh, yeah, here's shiny Caden Hauser, Elite 11 guy, four-star. Like, we definitely want to keep him happy at the very least, even if he's not going to win this job. We're at least going to give the mirage that, hey, this is a competition that goes into the season. I, like, not not in 100 years did I just think that we just watch the game and, oh, it's Kim, and the battle's over. Like, yeah, and, wow, and like, it, that shocked it doesn't me. go well initially either. And Tucker claims, and maybe this is untrue, that they didn't even consider making a change. Which that I, that is so hard to believe, isn't it? Like, that is incredibly hard to believe until you see what happened with Hauser when he took the field. But small sample size, wonky, yeah, whatever. I mean, it's not wow. like Noah Kim looked that great in his first several attempts either. So Malik, Hall, yeah. or Malik Car- Carter makes that catch, though. I'm telling you, like, everyone's feeling a no, lot you're different. Right. You, you are right. Yeah. Not Carter, yeah. Malik Carter, Malik Carr. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, but to, to tinfoil cat, uh, hat, tinfoil hat, the tinfoil, tinfoil hat, right? Cat like in the tinfoil hat. <laughs> yeah. We, we're doing a hat on hat situation here. Yes. If, if we're, if you're going to say four star shiny toy, right? Like what if Sam Levitt's really good? I, I know. I'm actually you, excited. I know that, that I if know. you give Hauser the job, yeah, Sam Levitt might look for the door. I know. And I also know how ridiculous this sounds because like how many times have we done this as state fans of just like looking at the shiny object that's a four star being like, it's it's him. He is Himothy. Let's go. And then he doesn't pan out whatsoever. Like that has happened all the time. But right. yeah, yeah, I'm looking at Hauser and, and Levitt like, oh yeah. Canton bound, and they're gonna be wearing a Michigan State jersey to their enshrinement. That's how well things are gonna go here. <laughs> like it's 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 gonna go so swimmingly. But now it's like I, I feel like I'm at a blackjack table right now, and this is just great strategy. Like the dealer keeps on flipping tens, and it's like, oh my god, they're on a roll. And then the sixth time in a row, it's like surely they can't flip a 10 six times in a row. That's just not how math works. I'm I'm gonna hit on one of these, right? Like we got hit on one of these four stars eventually. Right. Like eventually it does have to be the guy that the fans want. Right. And small sample size, but it doesn't look like it's going to be this time. So no. Sam Levitt, come on down I yeah. hate to do this after one game. But I mean, God, as What's much was said thing? after the game, I was, I was floored that like, Hey, is the battle over? Yep. It is. It is okay. a matter of fact. Okay. Well. <laughs> wow. Wow. And, yeah. and Kim has three more years. Which is crazy to me. Like, COVID just reset everyone's clock of eligibility. Like, it, it is, for better or for worse. A lot for better, actually. But, yeah, it's just, <laughs> three years of Kim is, is fine, based on what I saw Friday. Let's, let us not forget Kirk Cousins, right? Um, God, the best. The GOAT. Let's go. Uh, if I die, I die. Let's go. Oh. Sheehan, is there anything else uh, about the game that, that you think uh, that we, we didn't touch on here? I'm glad we got to the field goal kick and talk, man, because I, I could have done 60 <laughs> minutes on that. Here, here. that, that That's what people been. come for. No problem. Here. But yeah, I just like, I hate, no. I, sh- hmm. Do you want me to be negative again? Cause I can go down that alley, which is weird. After go down that, that alley. Win. Come on. Decisive win. It, it I'll go down that a- alley and that'll be positive. Yeah. Okay. But the whole tight end position just baffles me. Doesn't it? Like it's the key it, of their offense. They, they, what, that's what, what, what Jay says. And was Ted Gilmore not, not like one of the most like 
most lauded coaches when he came to Michigan State. It's like, oh, this guy's creaming the crop. He's from Wisconsin. He recruits great. He develops great. It's like, okay, so we have a guy that doesn't really give 100%, 100% of the time, but we've already talked about him. I think he's going to be fine this season. All right, I just want to leave the Malik Carr thing on that. He'll be fine this season. You also brought in no less than 40 tight end transfers in the offseason. And, like, like that's not going – so far – Ted Gilbert, your best tight end is the guy that was converted from a punter from the D'Antonio era that just happened to like just be good in Tyler Hunt, depending on how you want to, you know, classify Connor Hayward. I just think he played right. Connor Hayward position, but that's for a different discussion. But like tight end, the whole position leaves something to be desired here. Um, so that's just my quick negative thing, but positive. Hey, like what, what else do we want to see? Like Ted okay, Gilmore. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, Ted Gilmore. Here's here's my I'm gonna pile on here. I believe okay. Ted Gilmore was the wide receivers coach at Wisconsin. Hmm. I've heard enough. I, that, I mean, that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. When, <laughs> what's the opposite of wide receiver? You Wisconsin. I think I would keep that off my resume. Like that would not even make my my LinkedIn profile. If I was, a, I would just say coach at Wisconsin. Coach, coach, yeah. <laughs> State employee of the state of Wisconsin. That's yes, state, well, what you do. Uh, don't worry about it. I I, I worked on uh, shipping, or I don't know what, what's some fancy word you could dress up with receiver. I, I worked on uh, yeah logistics, right. logistics. Wide receivers coach and right. offensive pass game coordinator at Wisconsin. Why would you even out yourself like that? <laughs> Why would you even say that about yourself? Have some pride. Um, but hey, at the end of the day, thirty-one-seven. It, it was a stress-free night for the most part. I, I don't want to say that you know we were never nervous. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it, once the two-minute drill happened, it was like okay, boys, boys are going to be okay here. Uh, yeah, like spread was fourteen and a half, and I know that might seem silly to some, like referencing the spread, but. I think it's a good indicator of, you know, how much a team should win by based on talent and all the other factors that go on into the game. They, they, they smashed it. And that's all we wanted to see is just them take well, care of the, business against central Michigan. And that's we were the we only wanted. ones to cover the spread, right? Only I, ones in the entire country or in the, no, big no, 10? in the big 10, <laughs> uh, Penn state with six seconds left because oh, uh, Penn state did cover. I hit on some of the dirtiest covers of all time this week. I'm not going to go into every. No one's going to care. I'm not going to go into every single one, but like I'm going to regress to the mean so painfully the rest of the season because I use all of my juju in the first week for like great gambling wins. Uh, but Penn State was one of them. They they covered at the very end. Yeah, but yeah. Michigan didn't, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think Ohio State did. Uh, no, definitely, Ohio, Ohao State, State definitely, definitely didn't cover. did not. No, they no, they certainly did not. Um, that was not impressive. Uh, what happened down there in Bloomington? Are they for bad? Them. Uh, yes. They don't seem to have a quarterback right now, from what I watched. Now, the one thing about Ohio State, though, is like it's not just that they drop eighty nine points on us every single time we play them uh, in the last few years. We don't. We just don't score on them either. Though <laughs> that's that's the other thing too, um, because like I, I heard some people like, oh, it, ooh. Ooh, that game of Columbus might might be a little interesting. It's like, well, you you do have to score the football. Right. That is something right. we have not. I know it's sexy to look at all the Marvin Harrison Jr. highlights and like, hey, they're putting up ninety eight points yeah. against us, but and dang, uh, we don't score when we play them either. We should note. I I don't know why this is space that's taken up in my brain, but uh, Ohio State does have a history of playing close games in Bloomington for some reason. So yeah. they, this they could just really be a continuation of that. 
Yeah. Yeah. But uh, God, you know, like just to, I'm going way off on a tangent here. I cannot wait for their game at Notre Dame. Like that is going to be pure electricity for for football. Mm. God, I cannot wait. I'm going to bet way too much money on Notre Dame <laughs> and then lose that one. Did, did I, did their quarterback has a bone, his rib bone. On his I'm necklace. sure he has a few of those. Yes. Oh, but uh, yeah. his necklace. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. he, yeah, he wears a necklace of his own rib bone. Is sure, this like an an Adam, like thing. I don't know. What's, what's the biblical other, Adam quarterback? Thing? What's his? I'm I'm 99 sure I heard this correctly. Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman. Yeah. Sam he Hartman. The, he, had, he had a terrible necklace. injury, didn't he? So he's just. Wow. So in the surgery room, when Sam. Yeah, Hartman where's did, necklace made? <laughs> Wow! <laughs> Did the surgeon just give it to him on like a? On, yeah, was on, the jeweler like, like in in the operating room? You think was he there? I'm so, sure. Yeah, he, no, don't cut it that much. I I only have this much room in the necklace. Here. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, putting 50 units uh, with that information. <laughs> now. I, we we are max. That is what we call a mortgage bet in in, in the industry. Uh, respo- a responsible disturbed. mortgage bet. Wow. Uh, that's why I right. was quarterback, though. <laughs> wow. Sheehan, let's get you out the door. Thank you so much. We appreciate you breaking oh, down the game the with us uh, and uh, and hope to chat with you again really soon. You guys are the best. Thanks a lot for having me on. This is always a hoot and a half. And uh, go, go go green. Let's go. Go green and go get some gloves if you were a ball catcher on this team. Go, go go talk to SC4L NIL Collective uh, if you don't have gloves and your name's not Cal Holiday. Uh, they'll hook you up. Can, can, can we make that part? of the deal like you don't get the money you don't get an unless, unless you, you wear the gloves, the gloves. <laughs> i'm gonna run that up the flagpole and see how far we can get thank with you that. yeah thank you thank you all right i'm gonna call right. hbo right now i'll let you guys know where it's nuts out yep all right brother go uh, go white all right big thanks again to matt sheehan for joining us uh i don't think we plugged his twitter handle uh sheehan underscore sports you can follow him there of course you can listen to him on locked on spartans uh podcast that you get daily um and uh yeah always a blast to, to have him on uh, always enjoy our chats uh and grek we're gonna do a quick touch on basketball before we head off grand river Lovely. so full non-con schedule is out uh there is i'm forgetting the game now that is slated as a one of two dates um that is likely dependent upon some big 10 scheduling because you'll see for folks who are looking at the schedule, there's like a two week break between non-conference games. Those are for the dumb amuse bouche of uh, Big Ten games. God, you love amuse bouche. I, I don't know what it is. Favorite thing to say. It's been. Uh, it's um, it's my version of. Uh, you have a word that you like to say a lot that is going to escape me now. You'll say it probably once in this podcast. Great, Halcyon. Halcyon, you oh, are big. Yeah. You Halcyon is your amuse bouche. Uh, it's because it's a an infrequently used word, but it's still short, so I can still do it. Yeah, no. Uh, and then uh, the other note is that uh, there was supposed to be a super secret um, uh, scrimmage with Tennessee that has now been moved to a uh, a public East Lansing based uh, fundraiser for Maui uh, for folks who aren't aware there were massive fires in Maui that have. And a uh, tragic much, loss of life. Yeah, and devastated much of the island. Uh, and so uh, a lot of work to be done there. Obviously, uh, Michigan State has been to Maui a number of times for the Invitational out there. Uh, it meant a lot to Tom. 
Uh, it meant a lot to Rick Barnes, uh, the, the head coach over at Tennessee. And so this is a very cool thing that's happening. Unclear on if and how it may or may not be televised. It sounds like Tennessee has done something like this in the past, and it was pay-per-view. So that'll be kind of interesting to see um, what happens here. Uh, folks uh, from who want to forget about the, the fundraiser component of it and focus on the basketball side of it, be prepared to be wildly disappointed with whatever happens because it's going to be weird. Yeah. Uh, so you should take probably a little bit more than you take from Moneyball away from this but not much more than you take away from Moneyball. Um, so. Yeah, there's uh, a reason that you usually just hear about these things after they happen and you don't ever really see them. It, it, they don't really talk about the sense. score because yeah. like it doesn't matter. You're right. playing a bajillion lineups. Sometimes you might be playing five on four. Like it's, it's real, real weird. Uh, but it is, it will be cool for, uh, fans to be able to see this though i think and and get a sense of what these are all about and it's and it really is a, a wonderful cause um so anyway with that uh let's head off grand river and i think we should start with the saddest part and move out um of that which is uh i think we've all uh, this podcast has maybe moved on a bit uh from what happened at michigan state in February uh, this year um, with the shooting here, there's been a, it was not mentioned at the football game and I was kind of surprised, a little bit surprised by that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, To my knowledge, it wasn't mentioned in the broadcast either. Um, But uh, yeah. uh, Tragedy befell university of North Carolina. Um, I, I don't know if anyone saw the um, the the headline from their student newspaper, uh, which just had a whole bunch of quotes from text messages that were sent, and it felt really familiar. Yeah, um, and sad, and and so obviously, I think you know, uh, my uh, my heart hurts for the students there. I believe we're just starting mm-hmm. um, and my heart hurts for all of the alum of that school because I know even though you know Breck you're in East Lansing but I, I know how how much what happened in East Lansing hurt me um, and so I, I, I guess I would just say in the off chance that there's someone who is a Tar Heel who happens to be listening to this or, or folks are talking to people in their lives who are Tar Heels and are, are grappling with this that uh, the the place that you love you will still love and that the the community that makes those places special is able to rise up and above what has happened um here so um i don't know it, it, you know the the great thing about colleges too is that they are places of constant rebirth mm-hmm. every year there's a new crop of people who are going to make that place their own place um and 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 their legacy that that rebirth lives on through people's legacies, and so um, I'm sure you are all hurting a lot right now, as 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 you should. But 
um, the place that is special to you will continue to be special to you. Yeah. So also fuck guns. Yeah. I'm, if anything, maybe we, we've lost our way as a podcast on that and we should continue to harp on that because familiar was a, is a perfect way of describing the front page of the student newspaper down to I'm listening to the scanner down to I'm in my room and I'm scared. Like all of the things that we've, we read, we experienced, we heard, um, unfortunately continues to be an experience that as we discussed will continue to happen until real change is made. Yeah. It, it, (laughs) it, I'm not laughing, but that there was, there was a, those text message, they are universal. Mm -hmm. There is, it is, it is tragic that there is nothing unique about what was in the content. It was what made it unique was how it was organized for, for viewing. But those are the same things that you would have pulled out of literally every other school shooting. Um, And until we take a stand and start making real change in this country. Unfortunately, those are text messages that are going to appear time and again, over yeah. and over and over again until something finally changes. So uh, our, our, our not thoughts and prayers, uh, but um, our, our hearts hurt with those affected and the alumni who mm-hmm. weren't even there because I just, I just knew the day after like uh, that it happened in Michigan state that there was, I felt like all I could do is put my flag out. Right. And, um, so anyway, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big old bummer and, and I don't have good words for it beyond that. Cause I'm just sad. Speaking of UNC though, <laughs> I guess you transition out of this. There's no good way to, um, this I is a to- classic, uh, NCAA story. This is like a, this is like an oldie, but a goodie. Um, yeah, but I wanted like to... the NCAA of 10 years ago. Yeah, but I wanted to kind of, uh, I actually wanted to, uh, I, oh, let's talk about it. So, uh, Fiona Crawley is a tennis player at UNC who competed in the U S open and she would have, and in fact did win, did win. $81,000 as a result of her participation in the U.S. Open. Incredible. Um, but she had to give it all back to preserve her eligibility of amateurism at the NCAA because she was not compensated for name, image, and likeness. She was compensated for being good. For her performance. Um, which, it is, it is a, I think, an easy critique and a fair critique in some ways to say that uh, football and basketball players and, and there are outliers in, in, in the women's game in, in places that are also receive a fair amount of compensation, though. I do think they're actually, those folks are probably more accurately compensated for name, name, image and likeness, but that's not really the point. Um, but the, in men's and in, in, uh, basketball and, and in football that, that there's this facade of name image and likeness that is really actually athletic compensation for performance that's happening mm-hmm. and so it's bullshit that fiona shouldn't be able to keep her because she wasn't able to filter it through a <laughs> right a uh, a collective somewhere <laughs> yeah and and i guess it my uh I, i'm gonna sort of hot take this for a second 
for for the sake of conversation. I actually don't think we should be compensating the players via name, image, and likeness for what is actually athletic performance. Mm-hmm. That it is fair for someone to be compensated for their name, image, and likeness. But I'm I don't know that I'm quite at the place where I'm willing to say like make people employees. And and I know you can pull up some sound bites where I've said that it makes life easier to make them employees, but you can't make everybody an employee. Mm-hmm. The non-revenue sports, you're not going to make employees. And so I don't know that the math maths on any of this. And so I don't, I, I mean, I think people aren't going to like it when the math starts mathing on these things. Like it's going to require some significant changes to things that even us on this podcast who have been consistent throughout that, you know, the student athletes that we talk about are not fairly compensated for the work that they do and the value they provide the university and the sports teams. But once they start and it becomes more formal, that's going to, that's going to have a knock on effect in various ways that I think we're also not going to love. Yeah. It, and just so this is a bit of a transition to, you know, there's, there's conversations about revenue sharing happening. Um, and my understanding of how MSU athletics works and MSU athletics is, is in a privileged place from the perspective that athletics pays for itself. This isn't Mm -hmm. true at most division one universities. But that athletics spends itself down nearly to zero every year. That the money that they make goes back into certainly paying for administration. And so you could say, well, I cut there, blah, blah, blah. But like also goes to pay for sports and facilities and other things. That mm-hmm. so it is not a that that money's not getting stashed somewhere. It's being spent. And so if you include revenue sharing then. Now MSU Athletics is operating at a deficit. And that money has to come from somewhere. And that likely is either being tacked on in a, the form of a student activity fee or is um, being cuts to other things that the university does on the academic side of the house uh, to, to facilitate payment for, for the sports. And and or you split football off is another thing that I hear people talking about. But I think we talked about this last week. That's like 85 scholarships that go to men's sports that have just disappeared. Mm-hmm. So that means you either need to make 85 sports for men or, or eliminate 85 women's sports scholarships. Um, so that's not that's all not to say that I'm saying don't pay the players or that revenue sharing is out. I, I'm just saying for those that are banging the drum of like, this should be an easy answer. It is a little bit more nuanced than that. When you think about the larger perspective of what is the value that sports, all sports play at a university. Indeed. So speaking of the value that sports plays at various universities, um, some of those uh, sports are changing. <laughs> Uh, the a the Atlantic Coastal Conference have voted and are accepting for next year S- Stanford, 
Cal and Southern Methodist University, the original NIL school, as it mm, were. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we don't have our human barometer here to tell us when to stop talking about uh, this subject when he just goes like cross-eyed, basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we got to be careful about this. Yep. But um, now the ACC is also coast to coast. There are two coast to coast conferences now in the country um the bi-coastal conference the bi-coastal conference (laughs) i refuse to call them the acc any longer they're the bcc uh Uh, but uh yeah i don't know i their commissioner did say something to the effect of like if you don't make a move yeah you're an idiot like, uh, this, I think this hurts for Oregon state and Washington state, obviously, who are now like fully out in the cold. Um, is this, I think, isn't is Oregon state ranked this year too? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, they're actually pretty solid. Um, Wild. is it assumed that they're going to go to the mountain West? Does, do we know about that? Uh, maybe I, I don't, I, I've not heard that. Uh, my understanding is they're still out in the cold. I just uh, over the weekend watched Stanford go play Hawaii, uh, you know, an ACC team going all the way across the country to go play Hawaii um, Mm -hmm. Mountain West team. It's just. This is a weird growing pain, like no one really thinks that Stanford and Cal are going to stay in this conference long term, right? Like. Well, things that's the thing is they're happening. part of the new Grant and Rights. They are signed up through 2036. That's for sure. It is so stupid. Um, I, I get why SMU makes the move. That makes sense to me. It's a big step up for them. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I don't know why you're not adding San Diego State at this point in time if you're the ACC. Like, yeah. But... Uh, I didn't like it when, when it was when us. We did it. Yep. Yeah, I don't like this. Whatever. Does this close the door? I know it's Stanford, but does this close the door on Notre Dame? Is it- well, Notre Dame got what they wanted. Yeah, but I mean, like, Notre Dame gets one of the teams that they want in the ACC, and they're just going to kind of coast on this. Though, actually, it's interesting. I think St- Notre Dame has someone. Someone can check me on this, but I my I thought that Notre Dame, as part of their sort of alliance with the ACC, had to play a certain number of ACC opponents. They do in football. Yeah, yeah but that that's where you get those Notre Dame Wake Forest and now future Notre Dame SMU games that everyone's jonesing to see on NBC. But isn't aren't Stanford and Cal? Is Cal one of the staples of the Notre Dame? Just Stanford. USC. Oh, okay. So so just Stanford, Notre Dame, and then Stanford, and then USC, Notre Dame. Right. Well, so this potentially now eats one of those games for the ACC? Um, I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, this happened entirely because teams in the ACC needed to get more voting members to dilute the power that Florida state has. 
and because Stanford and Cal needed a place to land and because SMU was just lousy for something. So yeah, did, did, do we know, did SMU actually for- go through with their, their forfeiture of media rights? I, I haven't read up on this. There's been so much going on. I haven't read up on it, which is why we talk about it on the podcast listeners. Um, but this is just such a sad, sorry, sort of like also ran type of thing mm-hmm. that like, it's, it's just a bummer. This one's a super bummer. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't care for it. it. There is truly something sad about like picking through the, the corpse of the big, the pack, uh, the pack 12, yeah. you know, like. No one really, and and the ACC didn't even want them. No, that's what's wild. Took a minute for this to happen, and it wasn't a unanimous vote. Nope. So, which wow. if you pay attention to these types of things, these types of votes almost always end up being unanimous. That's how these things usually work. You you work it out behind closed doors, and then you present a unanimous front. It happens at MSU and board trustee meetings all the time, but. Or notoriously functional board of trustees, any board anywhere it operates that way. Um, And for the the votes to actually play out in public the way that they did is worth noting. Yeah, worth keeping an eye on that. Speaking Uh, of things playing out in public, (laughs) we've saved the best for last here. Yes. So. I don't know that we got Twitter questions on this and I don't know that anyone cares because everyone's had an opportunity to clown it on the internet. But uh, the University of Michigan rolls off the bus, their star quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, sporting a free Harbaugh uh, shirt taped on the free. Um, And then they do some weird line thing where they all hold up the number four to start the game. Who even called that play because their offensive coordinator is also serving a suspension yeah. self-imposed right now. Can can you someone explain what the four is for though? It's his number. It's his oh. You you need to know these things. Numbers are important to them. Isn't that the his number that number, JJ also wears? Probably. You need to know what team number they have. These are all important things. I thought it was about the four games he was originally supposed to be suspended. (laughs) But they really screwed up instead of doing the three. Uh, Oh, man. That's even dumber. Uh, I know that we don't like the like shut up and play stuff, but this is a shut up and play situation, right? Your coach is serving a self-imposed suspension. Yeah, there's no free Shut up and play. Yeah, and... (laughs) And... I know, uh, I think, um, our former guest uh, said that if you... uh, Not Sheehan, um, our former Wolverine guest, said that if you're making a big deal out of this, then you just hate Michigan, which is fine but like just own that you hate, hate Michigan. I, I do hate Michigan and that is fine. But and like this is an illustration of why we hate Michigan. Right. This type of yes. This is the behavior. Like it is self-imposed. It, it is to say that he needs to be freed 
negates that it, it minimizes the, it to a oh it's about a cheeseburger it's not yeah stop and like it's about it's about cheating that you did cheating that you lied about and then now cheating that you've made this whole victim complex this is not my original thought i saw i saw someone link this to the indiana uh firing back in the day and which is something that we've done um if you'll recall uh our good friend dan dockich you know occasionally on the mic we'll talk about how he was the head coach of indiana for a couple games he brought his top 10 team into breslin center and he got housed uh that was like the eric gordon season right The only reason he was the head coach of that team is because earlier in the year, another one of the assistant coaches on that team was caught texting with recruits during a dead period, which caused Calvin Sampson, a gentleman who's probably the best coach Indiana has had since Bobby Knight, to leave his post and go down to Houston where he's had tremendous success. And Dan Dockich ends up taking over the team, comes to East Lansing, gets housed, you know, by 30 points or whatever he says. I was at that game. It was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> but that's what used to happen to programs that had communications with recruits during dead periods. That's what used to take place. They took top 10 programs like that one was that one was like I said, Eric Gordon was on that team. That was a good team. It was in the top 10. I think it finished higher than us in the big 10 that year. Um, It decimated them and caused them to fire their coaches. And now you think that this is something that we need to free Harbaugh over when he did this, he engaged in this behavior and then lied about it. It's just. And during COVID Kevin. And Don't during COVID. Forget. Yeah, we in all of this, we neglect the entire COVID angle on the whole thing. The leaders and the best. Who should everyone should go to Ann Arbor and see how they handled COVID. They're just the worst. They're <laughs> truly, truly the worst. Yeah, and and their dumb hokey thing. Like you could there were so many ways. If JJ wanted to talk about it in the post game, sure, and spend some time talking about it, right? Fine. But the thing is, he didn't really have a lot to say. I think he came down with the quote, "I just miss my coach. I just want my coach." Did they do free Juan stuff too after he hit another opposing coach? Uh, yes, their victim complex. And I actually, I think I could be mistaken on this. I think I have to give the media some credit for not taking the bait on this whole thing. I think they largely ignored it. They should be roundly criticized for it, but I think they largely ignored it because Michigan, as we discussed last week, has actually done a pretty good PR move on all of this. They have kind of reframed it as just a burger, right? Just a burger at, at, at the jug, um, which of course it's not. Um, but the, the media largely did not take the bait on this and it is kind of a complicated story that you have to tell. So they deserve to be roundly criticized and humiliated for this, but instead (laughs) the, the media just decided we're going to pass on this. 
they didn't it, they had actual like gamers to get out they didn't have time to deal with this stuff yeah yeah uh and and i think the national media has largely said y'all look like dorks mm-hmm. so whatever good like <laughs> you had a three it's a three game suspension deal with it against your cupcake schedule. and we all know that they don't count these games don't count they don't mean anything and that's why you chose to self-impose the suspension for this time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so just mm-hmm. shut up. Just shut up. We don't even know why one of your coaches was fired last year for computer crimes. We don't know why your offensive coordinator was was f- serving his own self-imposed suspension. Maybe just the same reason. shut up. Just shut up. God, you're awful. Speaking of awful... We preview these Richmond spiders. Yeah. Let's do this real quick. No one cares about Richmond. So um, they just lost to Morgan State, the other MSU. Uh, so they're already 0-1 against MSUs. Hopefully that's a good omen. Um, worth noting is that uh, they, it, this was a tied game into the fourth quarter, but they fumbled it. So they have a new, they're breaking, they're also breaking in a new quarterback, Mr. Kyle wickersham redshirt sophomore and uh he had a bit of a fumble i believe um that caused them to lose the game but uh his was not the only one they had a two other fumbles three fumbles total so having a rough time over there holding on to the ball with the old richmond spiders um overall throwing the ball kyle wickersham did okay 23 for 30 in his debut um he did throw an interception um he is also as i mentioned in the sheehan segment uh their leading rusher he takes the bulk of the carries he had 21 of 37 total rushing attempts this week against uh morgan state so he's basically the whole the whole thing for them and he's pretty mid um when they do when he does throw the ball he you know spreads it around a fair amount and their defense is okay it seems like i mean it's a sample size of one but the 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 defensive stats looked fine there was nothing really um that stood out to me um morgan state had a lot of turnovers that they recovered themselves um so maybe that's a knock on the defense they weren't able to actually convert um but overall this is a richmond spiders team that's already 0-1 against msu teams they were picked to finish third in the caa um the coastal athletic association who presumably is is where uh washington and oregon state will be playing <laughs> next year um, on a coast <laughs> by more by coastal um <laughs> But that's it. I mean, I don't think there's a whole lot else to preview. I do want to say, though, we didn't talk about this during the Sheehan segment. We focused pretty much on the on the team. I know that this is upcoming the least appealing game of the schedule, but Spartan Stadium was packed for Central. And tickets on the secondary market are still more expensive than I would have expected for this game. Um, so I, I got to give our fans credit for showing up after what was a lousy and demoralizing season last year um, to support this team. So um, looking forward to seeing y'all out there tailgating next week uh, at a three thirty start. Jonesy. Do you think, uh, do you think that some, some of that optimism is 
like new quarterback optimism, yeah. right? Like unknown optimism. Yeah, there's some stuff. Yeah, there's some, also there's some stuff that, that people are excited to see. And uh, we should beat the living uh, pants off of this Richmond Spiders team. So we'll see more of that. All right, let's do these Twitter questions. Uh, Listener Mike Jones is up first. Speaking of secondary market, (laughs) use SeatGeek, the proud partner of MSU Athletics, for my seats Friday night. Flawless service this week. Maybe your guys' issue last year was operator error. I'd give them five stars. Yeah, listen, uh, uh, Mike Jones, tell you what. Next time I need to buy something through the secondary market, I'll just run that through you. You'll be my my secondary seat geek fence. <laughs> uh, I think we all know that it was operator error. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, Mike Jones asks, who's the one guy the message boards have been hyping up that you really wanted to see on Friday night? Mine was Jalen Barberin. Really wanted to see that hyped up speed. Uh, I think for me, it would have been Antonio Gates, uh, because I named him as a breakout player. Um, what about you? Uh, I don't, I'm trying to, I'm going to check here to see if, uh, do you think this is mostly just a flex from Mr. From listener, Mike Jones being like Barbaran, of course. (laughs) Oh, the finest, most discerning fans would choose Barbara. The idiots would choose someone simple like Antonio Gates, wide receiver, four-star player. Uh, I guess it, I wanted to see some Caleb Coley, uh, but I'm fine because the secondary looked fine. Granted, I don't know how good Central's pass attack would have ever been. Uh, I would have liked to see more Jordan Hall. Uh, Jordan Hall did get some play and Mm -hmm. played well when he did play, but I want some more Jordan Hall. Um, Next up from Mike Jones. uh, Why does Jay Johnson want everyone in the fan base to stroke out every time we get a fourth and one, every time it's a shotgun or pistol, and later in the game, that son of a bitch had the nerve to put Kim under center for a a few times on first and second downs. I didn't notice the the under center later in the game. Um, It's just a troll. Jay Johnson's trolling all of us, um, and he's flaunting his paycheck as he does it. Yeah, uh, he's he is the 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 meme or the uh, the gif of uh, watch out. There's poor people here. Yep. Um, Next up from Thomas Ambiasi, how do we get the team from the second half to play for the whole game? I think we kind of covered this with Sheehan, but um, it, we we all agreed that that is the new team. First half team is dead. Second half team lives. And that's unless, the one that we'll be going forward with through the rest of the season. Unless Jay Johnson continues to make shitty play calls. Uh, I swear to God, if he asks him to make throws like that again, I'm going to lose my mind. He's gonna. Uh, next up from Thomas, uh, should Berger uh, play a similar role to what Connor Hayward did a few years ago? Well, H back. He doesn't have the weight. That's the short answer. Yeah, he's not round enough. He's yeah, not round he, in the chest. He's not yeah. the, uh, you wouldn't name a grizzly bear after him. Mm-hmm. Um, God, Connor Hayward, so barrel chested. Do you think they had to like special order his like shoulder pads so that they were like, uh, like cylindrical instead <laughs> of anyway. Um, finally from Thomas, uh, when will FS1 debut their custom buyout amount graphics for Jimbo Fisher? 
Yeah, so this is the customs graphics package that I was talking about. Mm -hmm. It was insane. They covered three seasons of Mel Tucker, one of which was a COVID season, which I, I would remind people, if Michigan had played all of their games, likely would have finished in a worse place than Michigan State in the conference. And second, uh, the it was Tucker's first year. Mm -hmm. um, and then the next year, he had a good year. Now, right. I, I am well aware, as all of our listeners are, that there was a truly elite and special talent that was on the team that year, as well as future NFL wide receiver Jalen Naylor, uh, future wide receiver, NFL wide receiver Jaden Reed, and other mediocre. Beats. A mediocre yeah. uh, future wide uh, future NFL player Connor Hayward, uh, also on that team. Like there was some talent on that team, and uh, but like it's going to take some time to get that back. So it was it was wild. It was wild that the FS1 brought that to the to the stadium. Well, you know, you you had to entertain all of the central fans watching and the Michigan fans hate watching yeah. um next up from ali how far into the first half were you googling what tucker's buyout was sounds like you didn't need to google sounds like it was provided for you um next from ali on fourth and one would you rather have jay johnson or dave warner stop it you stop it ali but you you know the answer and it's, <laughs> and it's not jay johnson oh my god Cause, cause oh my god Dave Warner's vanilla enough that you you know what the play call was. Oh my God, Ali! Why why do you do this to us, man? That's Next up from Ali. <laughs> Did the defense? That's a Dom wet blanket, by the way. Yes, it is. Uh, that's that's a way deep callback. Yeah. Uh, next up from Ali. Did the defense actually improve in the second half, or did Central just get gassed? Did Scotty actually make adjustments or was this a case of Mac versus Big Ten? That's a fair question. Yeah. I think it's column A, column B, right? Yeah. Fair enough. I, I, like, I think we've said preseason, and I'll stand by this because I don't think Central is a fair test, that I'm not looking for the defense to be good this mm -hmm. year. I'm looking for it to be better. Like, I'm happy to have young guys doing dumb things but like we have the horses, you have the horses. Show me you can coach. Uh, bonus fourth question: What would old Ten's stat line have looked like last night? Would he have hit any of the Glover Fitzpatrick long balls or that Henry TD? We someone did point out. Yeah, uh, I saw on Twitter that uh, Thorn that Kim's stats were better than ten of Thorn's games last year. Yeah, and there were some throws that uh that kim hit yesterday or uh during the game where i thought like that's one that peyton thorn would have sailed like he would not have made that throw. or not seen like yeah. he just uh, that was a big problem last year is just not reading the field yeah i i think it's a surprise maybe that the competition was perhaps not as close as we thought I think it might be fair to think that it would have been a very close competition between Kim and Thorne if Thorne had stuck around for it. Yeah. And there are some reasons you might say, oh, it would be really nice if there was another year mm -hmm. that, you know, we suffered through Thorne. But, like, 
I don't know if Kim's good. Kim's good. Like, yep. I, I don't need Hauser. I need a good QB. Right. Right. Next uh, up, next JD, uh, was the CMU game just Akron 2.0 in your eyes? Elements of it certainly were. Yeah, but I will say that I think some of the things that were perturbing uh, in the Akron game were more like third and two situations than the nonsense that happened on the fourth and one. Um, but I, I do think it's fair to wonder, can this unit, this offensive line unit run block particularly well? Um, we'll see. I I don't know. We're not going to find out how bad they are until Richmond or I'm sorry, until, uh, Washington. Yeah. We got another, I mean, next week is going to tell us basically nothing is the problem. And, and here's the other thing though, folks, that based upon what I saw from Washington so far, it's entirely possible that Washington tells us nothing other than we're not a top five team in the country. Like that's okay too. So let's not, uh, we, it, we, we'll lose our minds here on the podcast, but like know that the season is not over just because we're not hanging at that level on a pass game. So, uh, next up stupidest charty. Is Couch contractually obligated to bitch and moan about college football every hour? Yeah, it's the wrong football for Couch. So he, yeah. his resentment bubbles up. <laughs> he, he likes the engagement. So, you know, sometimes you get to poke the bear. Uh, he's just mad about the Lansing Ignite. Uh, not being here he he was really trying to switch over to being a columnist for the lansing ignite when that yeah. really when that broke through um but it was not meant to be next up uh when do we see the development uh on the o-line we've been promised from those quote in the know uh i don't know i i mean it's worth mentioning as as hard of a time as we gave about the fourth and one scenario that we were playing without Nick Samak at center. Mm-hmm. It's also a little alarming that I don't know that we've recruited a true center under the uh, Tucker era. Mm. Let's flag that as a thing to worry about. Um, but the pass pro looked fine in this game. I'll say that. Yeah, I think there is elements that we're starting to see. It, the fourth and ones really stand out, but I think there are elements in other areas. Like Kim looked like you, like you're saying, Kim looked like he had time. Um, I'm trying to remember. Was, did yeah. we have a 31, 31, one, uh, 31 yard run at all last year? Probably not. But that could be offensive line. That could be. yeah it it could be could be running backs it could be tight ends uh but and um, following uh follow-up question if courtney hawkins is our best assistant as we again discussed during the sheehan segment who's number two give me deron reynolds huh (laughs) i mean yeah born on third uh We just don't, we just don't know really what he's offered yet. So we'll take Ron. Jim, the secondary looks improved. Jim Salgado. I don't know. Uh, Is it Ross Ells? 
it, dude, this is why I asked the question I asked. <laughs> what are we doing with Ross Ells right now? Because special teams look serviceable in this game. If he wins, like, uh, Big Ten Assistant Coach of the Year. Ugh. I do, uh, I keep seeing Ephraim Reed on the sidelines, like, getting engaged with the, with the guys. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, every time I do, I'm like, hey, Ephraim Reed. All right, good to see you, bud. Good to see you. Uh, next up, Gross Point Spartan. Kim has had some uh, ki- kid. Kim had some bad passes, but a lot of catchable passes that would have led to explosive plays that were dropped. Our trench gain was disappointing. This isn't a question, but we couldn't agree more. Uh, second from Gross Point Spartan is PSU now the best team in the conference? Are we witnessing the decline of OSU? Is Day just a mid coach with talented players? Day does need to be watching that seat. I did not watch the PSU game. Did you watch the PSU game? I did not. But uh, to Sheehan's point earlier, they covered they with did six cover. seconds left. And great teams cover. Only good so. teams win. Yep. Uh, the, next the problem up, with the decline no. of OSU is that it's like impossible. Like they just have too many structural advantages to truly decline. Yeah. And and so maybe they don't have a quarterback this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a problem. They'll get one next year. Right. Like, they now have a real selling point. Yep. Do you want to play next year, five-star? Come on down. Yep. Um, next up is Return of the Butt Boy. Uh, what happens if we win out, huh? Uh, this is a uh, Cade quote. Classic high high cha score uh Cade. What happens if we went out, huh? I what happens? Yeah. Who's to say? Truly. I we mean we do play the Washington. podcast name to go MSU Butt Boy 69, the podcast, if that happens. Yeah, that's that's right. Honestly. And happily. Yeah. <laughs> And we'll just give it to you. We'll hand it over. It's yours after that, because we'll be burning down Cedar Village and then in jail. (laughs) He might be there with us. Uh, Next up, Spartan18770. Is Noah Kim just a faster version of Rocky Lombardi, or can he develop a mid-range passing game? I think this is a fair question, but I... I also think Jay put him in some bad spots on the mid Yeah, Those passes were longer than they looked. And he doesn't rifle it like Rocky Lombardi did. Rocky Lombardi threw an uncatchable ball at short range. Um, A Joe Milton-esque ball. Yeah. Noah Kim does like to throw behind his receivers as they cross over the field, and that is concerning to me. Um, well, sometimes Malik Carr is running, sometimes he's not. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to gauge. Um, but uh, I don't think this is quite a Rocky Lombardi situation, though. The the fighting Lombardis are out there making moves, as I understand it. Yeah, uh, it was at BC. Now it's going to bother me. I think I think, they, it's I think BC. They beat, yeah, they beat. Yeah, BC. I think it was Boston College. Um, next up from Spartan eighteen seven seventy. Did the secondary look serviceable Friday, or am I just a pathetic fanboy? Again, call me, call me. <laughs> yes, they looked serviceable, but there was a quarterback who may or may not have been able to throw and receivers who may or may not have been any good whatsoever. And the real problem is that that's going to happen again next week. And then the following week, 
Jeremy Bernard comes to town. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to... What's... CMU was... Had 96 total passing years, 13 for 25. You'll take that. Yep. That'll, that'll play. Next up from Eric Kazanik. Uh, after this IU versus OSU, close game as of this tweet, it was kind of a close game until the fourth quarter. Uh, are you less nervous about the Buckeyes or more nervous about the Hoosiers? I think uh, you can be for sure less nervous about the Buckeyes. Yes. But the question still is outstanding of, are we better? The gap is so massive for how much you have to be nervous that is it just an academic thing of like how much less nervous one needs right. to be at this point? Is is a uh, nautical mile minus like 10 yards? It, like, does that really even matter? I mean, I, I guess I would say this. We should have beat IU last year. Mm-hmm. And I do think we are a better team this year, notwithstanding the loss of two NFL wide receivers. I will. I'm not worried about our wide receiving core this year. We're right. going to be fine there. I'm not necessarily worried about our wide our quarterback play now. So, yeah. like, I, we should have beat IU last year. I'm, I don't think IU made vast improvements. Yeah, I still kind of think that we are going to end Tom Allen's career this year. I hope so. I don't know that what that guy does. Um, next he, up, Elon Bloom. He gets rowdy. He gets really rah-rah. That's He's his whole thing. Low-key juggalo. Uh, next up, Elon Bloom. Is it the right response to be more worried about play calling than talent? I was more worried about talent than play calling in the first half, and now I'm back to steady state of being more worried about play calling. Or I was more worried about talent and, and actual uh, execution in the first half. Then in the second half, I got more worried about the coaching staff again. Yeah, I, uh, I was I was bothered by Jay Johnson's play calling a lot in the first half. Like, I mean, I was worried about Noah Kim, but like you look back and you're like, his stat line would have been so much better if people had caught the ball and if he wasn't being asked to make impossible throws. Hmm. Uh, next up, Elon Bloom. Do you know if there's a stat available showing the success rate of one yard under center versus the shotgun? Uh, someone did provide a link on this. I refused to click on it because it measured NFL. And again, we are not an NFL team. Yeah. Uh, I know that we're 0 for 2 on forum ones against Mac opponents. So that's the stat that I concern myself with. Uh, and finally, from Elon Bloom, uh, do we have a kicker? Can we win some games on his leg? Did Elon Bloom just like listen in on our segment with Sheehan? Because like this is bit for bit. It's like he hacked the first half of this podcast. It's very yeah. confusing. Um, I like I don't know what to do with our whole kicking situation. It, it feels fine. It feels reliable. And <sighs> I I don't know what to do. with. I don't even need to be that good. I just needed to be fine yeah and, and i think it's it fine. seems fine at the moment um fine plus i would say joe ashworth asks is coach prime onto something or does he have a couple of really talented kids including his son i mean tcu is kind of a depleted team from yeah their, from but are we just making excuses right now i mean he went on the road 
and he beat a team that was in the college football playoff last year with a program that won only one game and also turned over literally the entire roster. Yeah, maybe. Let's watch. Some of this, like, honestly, snake oil, the placebo effect works. Like, some of this is like, do you believe stuff? Are you motivated? You know? And I have a hard time with him, like, he he is hard for me to root for. I really, really, really did not like that video that we watched of him deciding in public to to um, dismiss a player. That really bothered me. That stuck with me. Yeah, I don't like that he wouldn't answer a, a journalist's question because the journalist didn't write something nice about him. Right. Um, it's very Steve Spurrier of him. I I find... Uh, I find the personality he's built to be grating, I guess. Um, Cause, and the thing is, I know it's, it, there's, there's a lot of showmanship in him. Mm-hmm. I think he's admitted as much, um, but he clearly also can coach. Like, I'm not going to take that away from the dude. So, um, and if, and if that, that showmanship, that personality, the persona that he's built, it gets dudes to buy in to your point about the placebo effect, then, yeah, he might be a force. And um and I think that's something that maybe some football coaches can learn from. Mm-hmm. Um and I'll also say that, you know, cuz I think we've talked a fair amount about maybe some of the the reservations or the subduedness that at times maybe Mel Tucker feels like he has to to abide by because he's one of very few black head coaches in college football. I will say as much as I just complained about finding prime's persona grading i also want to celebrate that at the same time of like him being him and being loud and that he should feel free to occupy as much space as he wants or not um and so that's a good thing i i hope for black head coaches in college football and talk has has adopted some of that persona at times i mean there are pictures of him sitting in Lamborghinis on the pitch at Spartan Stadium. So like it it does exist a little bit. Um but we didn't but see it at all this year. <laughs> we don't get it we don't get the we don't get him talking the way Prime does though. No. Um I don't think it's his personality to do that. I yeah, I think that's that's the other thing, right? Like he shouldn't have to do that too because right, I it just may not be him. Um Next anyway. up from Joe Ashworth, uh, because I think like Elon Bloom, he was listening in on our uh, segment with Sheehan. How surprised were you when Kim's first field goal went through? I was surprised from was 46 surprised. yards and for 47. it to look like that. 47 yards and for it to look like that. I was, I did a, I did a like lean back in the chair like, okay. 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 That's a kick. That's, uh, that's, that's something in a in a moment that was bleak before that. And and a missed field goal there could really send a program spiraling, honestly. Yeah, and the thing is the kick was good. So good. Yeah. Like he could have been back and it would have been good. Um, next up from Joe Ashworth over under 2.5 drives for the backup QB next week against Richmond. I'm going to go like over. That you call it the backup. The backup. Uh, 
as in unclear whoever the that might be. It's uh, going to be over. The this game next week is going to be. I hope so, and I and I hope, I hope he has a better outing than mm-hmm. he did against CMU, uh, and I hope he he gets a chance without the third stringers too. Next up, Tyrone Couch. I have a student named Tidiana. Tidiana? Tatiana? Nope, there's no A in the front. (laughs) And just wanted to hear it read aloud by Midwesterners to see if it was the same (laughs) as the Southern teachers say. Also, XQB did X job. I'll try to remember an update after after tonight's game. I don't want to comment now that I watched it. Meh. It's just a totally mailed in question. Just Love it. Explicitly mailed in question. Next up from Tyrone, Nate Carter's MSU's 158th all time rusher. That's wild. That's fantastic. Um, he will be the all time leading rusher in 39 more games. Not sure how he will play 39. Just go along with it. Now you know. <sighs> I mean, we get him for three more years, potentially, right? Or three seasons, including this one? Yeah, you hope he leaves, though, right? I mean, yeah. that's the hope. Yeah, we get, I think we get him for probably two, no matter what. Yeah. Um, rant of the week, school lunches, and by extension, Michelle Obama. Uh-oh, we're going after the plate now. I used to enjoy <laughs> school lunches. Now they are all processed wheat ass. <laughs> Kids don't even eat most of it. Way to go screwing up more simple things. Let kids eat. They can't learn when they are hungry. Oh, and horsed. <laughs> I've not seen a school lunch in quite a while. No. But also, from what I remember, they were not appealing back then either. So I cannot no. imagine what they look like now. No, they were not. Uh, next up, Mamopoly. What and where is a Richmond? Is it the brand of shirts that the professor is ironing? Uh... The, the Richmond. Richmond. Richmond, north of Richmond. Wow. Way to bring it back and way to make it political. Yeah. Political. Uh, next, two, uh, next up from Amopoly 2. It appears that Graham Couch is wearing a blue shirt on his postgame video report after the win on Friday night. Why is he not sporting some Spartan wear from can't re- from his can't read can't write parting gift package after being the first three time guest on the pod? We don't send shirts. It's, it's more of a commemorative. Um, we send briefs. Yeah, yeah, um, and then also a there's a handsome plaque that you, that you get sent as well, and a zune. We include a zune in the <laughs> gift bag in the in the green room. I've been assured that Graham brings his plaque with him to press conferences. <laughs> uh, and introduced himself recently. Mel over here, Graham Couch, three-time guest on Can't Read, Can't Write. And Mel uh, was like, dang! How much would we have to pay Graham to name, image, and likeness sponsor to do that at a press conference? <laughs> uh, next up from Mamopoly. Several articles about Friday night's game begin with the Spartans got off to an ugly start. So for future games, what drink flight are you designing in order to move from ugly to settled in to settled into taking control? Did you just yawn in the middle 
of a Monopoly okay. question. Are you surprised? Okay, Mel Tucker, complaining about how late it is. You gonna you gonna say Jay Johnson will come out in a week and answer Monopoly's <laughs> question on this? All right, what's your flight? Uh, the flight is uh just fireball shots. Yeah, five of them. Line them up. Uh, whatever it takes to forget that first half of football, I'm willing to do it. I'm on board. Uh, next up for Mr. Erotic Pants, did Windman uh, do anything special? I heard his name once. Uh, yeah, he uh, he was the third leading tackler on the team, I believe, uh, with eight tackles. Uh, one tackle for a loss with a six-yard loss. It, it was a sack. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe not, you know, Big Ten player, defensive player of the week type stuff, but, you know. Definitely contributing. Yeah, the linebackers felt shaky at the beginning. I think things got better over time. Yeah. So next up from Mr. Erotic Pants, uh, we're only joking when we say we want Izzo to joke uh, to coach the football team, right? Right? Yes. I yeah. promise you after watching that. Yeah. I, I didn't know that uh, Mr. Erotic Pants was covering uh, the, the Raiders uh, for Sports Illustrated these days. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's new for me. Uh, uh, next up for Mr. Rock Pants. <laughs> Fucking Hondo. Uh, did the defense make good adjustments or did the Chippewas get physically exhausted by bigger players? This is the second iteration. I don't... There was only one bad defensive drive and I think it was the first one of the game. Um, for the most part, the defense was really pretty stout. Yeah, so let's, let's go. We've already covered this. So let's do Mr. Rock Pants' fourth question. Did the second half O-line cancel red flags of the first half O-line? No. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Where that is still a open question, the offensive line. And yeah, finally... against Washington. Yep. Finally, from the upper deck shirt guy, did you see Thorne play at Auburn? How did he do? We've covered that we did not see him play no. at Auburn. Ooh. I'm doing the scorn. I'm not taking the high road like Sheehan. I'm doing the scorned ex-girlfriend thing where I just like, I'm not doing it. I don't care. I don't care what he does. Good. I, I don't care that he's driving his truck all over or whatever. I don't want to see it. Um, next up from the protector guy. Uh, can we look ahead to Washington and Penis? Sorry, autocorrect meant Penix. Boo. I ruined your uh, guy, guy trying to keep things PG one three. The man said penis in the question. Uh, we can't look ahead. They all count one. And yeah. honestly, if this team needs to win every one that's in front of them, mm-hmm. so let's let's take Richmond. And that one doesn't look good either. And finally, from the upper deck jerk guy, and for the evening, uh, how much have you donated to the NIL program? If you haven't, I don't think I can complain about. I don't think you can complain about on the field products. Well, folks, we've offered to launder your money. So if people can get in touch with Ishbia, we're happy yep. to bring on a, a basketball player every week to the podcast. Every That's week. A, a role that we're willing and happy to play. Um, so we will promote United Wholesale Mortgage and then we will go out and, uh, and, and pay the players. Yep. Steve St. Andre will talk about how you're a billionaire, a bunch, um, and how you keep promises and then we'll do whatever you want after that. Just <laughs> the, the your cash through us instead yeah. of laundering it through other people. <laughs> 
but you know, we don't have enough on that network to compete with the Chippewas. Real shame. <laughs> All right, Greg, uh, this has been a blast. Thank you uh, again to Matt Sheehan for coming on. Uh, and until next time, buddy, go green. Go white! <laughs>